Kelsey Ray here, reporter for the Colorado Independent. Welcome to another episode of the Indie Weekly Podcast. I'm outside of our newsroom in downtown Denver today, and I have to say, this gray sky is a nice respite from the oppressive heat we've been dealing with all week. I love a good gray day. But there's no rain in the forecast, and that has me thinking about something Colorado is going to have to reckon with in the coming years. Water shortages. Unless we start to act more aggressively on conservation, experts predict that arid Colorado will run out of water by 2050. On the phone with me today is reporter Marianne Goodland, whose story this week, Why Colorado Could Use a Big Drought, is about this very issue. Thanks for joining me, Marianne. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about Colorado's last major drought, which was from 2001 to 2002. What was that like and what did we learn from it? It wasn't the length of the drought. It was the severity of it. Very poor rainfall that year, coupled with very poor snowfall the year before meant we had no snowpack to fill the reservoirs and no rain to cover up for the snowpack. So there were a lot of conservation efforts that were put into place by municipal water providers all over the state. And as soon as the drought was over with, those restrictions got tamped back to you know, maybe instead of watering once a week, you can water, you know, a couple of days a week or or something like that. But what else came out of that was a concern, and, and this is on a much deeper level, a concern about Colorado's water future. And that really was the start of the effort that culminated uh, two years ago in the state water plan. The um, legislature back in 2002 started looking at different ways of planning Colorado's water future, and they set up a bunch of groups, and these were made up of water providers and farmers and elected officials and people from cities and towns and, and industrial water users, and they all began to ask the same question, what does our water future look like? In 2010, what they came up with uh, along with the Colorado Water Conservation Board, was something known as the Statewide Water Supply Initiative, which kind of looked at that water gap. And it came up with a really, really big number. It was a million acre feet shortage by 2050. Now, to put that into the terms of how much water you and I use, an acre foot of water is the amount of water it would take to cover Mile High Stadium with one foot of water from end zone to end zone. Pile that up by a million. That's that's enough water to supply 8 million people. We don't even have 8 million people in Colorado right now. We have about 5.5 million. But by 2050, we've got 100,000 people moving here every year. We're expected to have somewhere around 10 million people. So a water shortage that satisfies 8 million people, that's a big shortage. So what is driving this shortage? Is it mostly driven by an increase in population? Population growth, I think, is probably the biggest factor, but the second one is climate change. As we spend more time in drought, not serious drought, but almost every year now, there's there's at least a small portion of Colorado, and usually it's in southeastern Colorado, that has at least some drought conditions going on. And this this is a climate change issue. As, as the temperatures continue to climb, our, our snowpack melts faster. Our, our rainfall gets less, you know, it's, it's all those different things. So it's, it's really a combination of those two factors, population and climate change. I want to make sure listeners have a clear understanding of what this water shortage will look like. Can you give me kind of a breakdown of water usage in Colorado? What are the thirstiest sectors? Well, the thirstiest sector 
in terms of the water that is consumed, and I, I need to explain that, is agriculture. It uses around 86% of the water that is consumed in Colorado, and that means going into the ground, feeding the crops. Now, agriculture has already um, begun and, and has for some time looked for ways to be more efficient. It's sort of an interesting sort of back and forth between efficiency and conservation. Those are not interchangeable terms. Conservation means saving water that you then send off to some other use. Efficiency means using that water in a manner that means that you may wind up using a little more. Uh, one of my sources said you may wind up using more water, but you're using it more efficiently to feed those crops. What does that water future look like? Without conservation and without storage, and those are the two big targets for the state water plan, it means that Colorado will not have enough water in the future. When you have a water shortage as big as the one that's projected, it means our lakes and our our rivers aren't going to be able to satisfy those water demands. Our reservoirs aren't going to be full enough to satisfy those water demands. It's actually a really serious situation that people aren't taking seriously. What about Governor Hickenlooper? Um, he has said publicly that any conversation about water should start with conservation, um, but he's also faced a lot of criticism from conservationists who say that he's failing to lead. And, and yes, he did say that when he ordered the state water plan in 2013, but the uh, Hickenlooper administration has, has not been real loud about um, these conservation or storage efforts. And this is a complaint that you get not only from the conservation community, but you also get it from the General Assembly. They don't feel like the water plan gives them a, a path forward. It says, here's, here's what the goals are, but how do you get there? We don't know. I heard one person refer to it as a compendium of ideas rather than a straightforward plan that moves Colorado forward. It lists how much water we're going to be short. It lists where that water should come from in terms of conservation and more storage, which is your dams, your reservoirs, that that kind of thing. But it doesn't say this is how we get there. And that takes me back to the title of your story, which is Why Colorado Could Use a Big Drought. Um, And that to me sounds obviously counterintuitive when we're talking about the potentially devastating effects of water shortage. Why do you say that we could could stand to have a drought? It's a little tongue-in-cheek. Of of course, I don't actually mean that, yes, we should have a drought (laughs) because droughts are bad. (laughs) But Russ George, I think, put it the best. He is the head of the Colorado Water Conservation Board. And he said, the last time that we had a drought, people stood up and paid attention. People conserved. People did a great job. And Denver Water cut its per capita water usage substantially, something like 20%. That's pretty good. People pay attention in a drought. Look at Los Angeles and Southern California. They just got out of a really, really bad drought. Governor Brown in California said, conservation has to become a way of life. It's got to become a value. It's got to become part of our culture. Conservation has not become part of the culture here in Colorado. We still have, and I'm sitting here outside the state capitol looking at the lush green lawn. We love our lawns here in Colorado, but Colorado is a semi-arid state, and it just doesn't have the water to supply everything that everybody wants all the time. We have to start thinking about how to save. And what would you recommend listeners do? You're, you're saying that despite having such a huge amount of water used by the agricultural sector, this is something that actual individual people can help to mitigate. Um, what can people do? 
Uh, there are all kinds of things that people can do. New homes are, are supposed to be constructed using what are called water sense plumbing fixtures. This is your, your showers, your faucets, your toilets are supposed to use less water. You're also allowed in building a new home, if this isn't a requirement, but you're allowed to do it, uh, it is something called gray water. That water can be recycled in a gray water system and used to irrigate your lawns, for example. Not required by law, but it is now allowed in Colorado. It is not allowed for existing homes. That's one area of law that could be changed. This is a common practice in states and cities where drought is a way of life. This is Phoenix and Las Vegas and even in Los Angeles. They're allowed to use gray water. We're not allowed to use it. The city of Phoenix came up with a list of 100 different ways average citizens could use to conserve water. So, And we have a list of those 100 ways on our website in the story that I wrote on conservation. You wrote in your story that Colorado is lagging behind other states when it comes to conservation. Where should we be looking for examples of good conservation and what are those places doing? Phoenix, Las Vegas, and Southern California have been dealing with drought for decades. Phoenix is probably ahead of the curve on, on some things. They have laws that severely restrict growing grass. We don't have anything really like that here. Lawmakers have tried to do that in the past, but they've run into big headaches from the Association of Home Builders who want to be able to sell homes with grass because that's what people here expect. So that's, that's one area. Um, people could voluntarily zero-scape. I saw a report in the Denver Post here the other day about a guy in Harvey Park who decided to let his lawn die so he could zeroscape it. And he got nasty letters from people saying, water your grass or move out of the neighborhood. And people are really, really attached to having green grass here. And I think part of that is probably because so many of us come from the Midwest or the East where water isn't a big issue there. It's a big issue here. Coloradans have to start thinking about cultural change. That's a hard thing to ask for. But without it, in 30 years, we're going to be, you're going to turn on your tap and who knows what's going to come out. Marianne's story, Why Colorado Could Use a Big Drought, is on our website, coloradoindependent.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, Marianne. You're very welcome. You can read more of Marianne's coverage as well as news from across the state at coloradoindependent.com. And we are a nonprofit newsroom, so if you're so inclined, please give us a quick, easy, tax-deductible donation at coloradoindependent.com slash donate. Thanks, and see you next week. <laughs>